All right, guys, welcome to episode 36 of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And if you have not done so already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast episode again. So I'm really excited and honored to have our special guest today, Jasmine Rice. She is a certified transformation life coach, a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. And I love that she states this. She has a degree in psychology, but she is not here to counsel you. Um, I absolutely love that. She is all about transforming, helping transform others, their life, and really also life after divorce. Um, She states that there is no one shoe fits all approach to transformation and personal growth. You get to choose what works best for you. You get to create your own life recipe. I absolutely love that. And I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for being on the Self Love Effect podcast. And um, before we get started and I allow Jasmine just to talk and, you know, give us all the details and everything that she would like to share with us today, I am going to read a poem by Phoebe Garnsworthy from Define Me, Divine Me. And I just felt like this resonated with our um, topics today, but it does say upside down. One moment all changed. Everything that once was, wasn't anymore. It had gone no where to go, but to be gone, disappear. All the old beliefs were discarded from her being, and she had no other choice but to adopt new ideas. How terribly frightening and wonderfully freeing at the same time to awaken to a world that she thought she had figured out, yet turned out she did not know at all. Her quest for understanding had just begun as a curious mind overtook all fear and rationality. She was flowing with the sea breeze, flying in the clouds, allowing the universe to push and pull and twist her upside down. And um, I just want you guys to take a second and to close your eyes as we always do um, and repeat after me. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. My current situation is not my final destination. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. So I made it sweet uh, and short today um, because I'm excited to dive right in. And Jasmine, again, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And I love that poem. That was very, very impactful. (laughs) Yeah, I thought when I I tried to allow um, the universe or higher power, whatever people believe in, kind of just like for some reason that book calls to me a lot and I just flip the page open. And when I saw that one today, I was like, oh, I think it would just like really correlate with everything like this podcast is going to be about. And um, so, yeah, so take us down. I know you talk a lot, you have your own divorce story, but, you know, um, take us down the journey of your self-love, but also, you know, tell us what you do. And I do have some questions at the end for you, but I know a lot of our listeners are excited about this one in particular, because divorce is something that a lot of women feel shame and men too, and guilt to speak about. And I feel it's a hurdle that not everybody gets over, um, um, especially if they remarry. And this one in particular hits home for me, because for those of you who don't know, my husband is um, a divorcee. He was divorced when I met him. So Um, I feel like we had hurdles too to get over and that is very hard, but I can't always emotionally connect with what he was going through in the beginning and, um, and getting in a new relationship. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say and, you know, everything you do to help other others and women become empowered in their new life. So wonderful. I'll just jump in. Um, Obviously no one goes into marriage thinking that it's going to end in divorce. So I think that um, connects with what you said about there being shame behind it. It's not something that, you know, people are proud to say is happening um, after they've, they've gotten married. So my story starts um, when I was 17. That's when I met my now ex-husband. I met him when I was in high school. We started dating and we went to college together. We moved to Colorado together. It was our dream to always escape Kansas and, <laughs> and move to the beautiful Colorado. And uh, we got married in the mountains, one of the most fabulous days of my life still today, even though I'm not married to him anymore. And 14 years later, it ended in divorce. 
And uh, it was the most challenging thing I've ever gone through in my entire life. Uh, he was there with me since I was a child. I was so young when we met. I grew up with him. Um, we were best friends. We were everything to each other. So to lose this stable person in my life, um, I felt very lost. I didn't know how I was going to live alone or find love again or move on with my life. Um, everything was involved in, in him. Um, and um, during that time, I also lost my job. So uh, I got divorced and months later, not many months later, I lost my job. That was really the only other stable thing I had in my life at that time. And so there was a lot of loss that was happening in my life all at once. And how were you able to move through that? Because I feel like that's, that's a big shift. That's like night and day and things just change. And like, what, what then, like, what got you to where you are today? What, what was it? Well, one thing, or you were just like, I have, something has to change. I have to move forward. I can't be in, I can't be like this forever. Right. But what, what led you to the person you are today and, you know, led you to empower other women to, to move on and to create a life that they're proud of. It was, it was a journey that I, I didn't know this was where I was going to be. Uh, three years after my divorce, I had no idea I would be a life coach and, and helping other people navigate the, the challenges and then transforming yourself after something so devastating uh, that happens. So for me, the grieving process um, was pretty intense in the beginning, and there was a lot of tears, which is to be expected. And I was trying to, I think, hide from mm -hmm. my support network. I was hiding from uh, the realities of what was facing. I was just, I was wanting to be married again. You know, I, I didn't want the divorce to happen. And so once I started really allowing myself to go through the grieving process that was challenging, that's when my transformation really started. I did start Googling everything I could about how to get over a divorce. And I was listening to different podcasts and reading books, every self-help book I think I read <laughs> out there. And I wanted someone else to fix me. I wanted there to be that aha moment that I read in a book or I heard. And it wasn't until I had a, a aha moment that I realized that it was up to me to fix myself. It wasn't going to be someone else telling me that if you do these five things, you're going to be able to get over your divorce. And that's what I was technically really wanting to happen. So I had a really challenging evening. I got home from a really hard day at work and there were tears and I was drinking wine and I took a bath and I passed out in the bathtub and I woke up choking on water and I pulled myself out and I said to myself, this is not the life that I want. And I can just be sad and um, live this way, or I can make a change. I didn't know exactly what that change was going to look like at the time, but I knew where I was at was not a good place for me. And so that really is when my journey began on figuring out what was going to work best for me. So all of these books and podcasts, mm. there was great information. And I realized I could take bits and pieces mm. of that information rather than thinking that one book was going to uh, fix me. Um, and my name is Jasmine Rice and there's kind of food Jasmine Rice. And that's when <laughs> I said, I'm going to create my own recipe. What works for me? What is the recipe for Jasmine Rice? And that's when I really was able to start transforming myself. I absolutely love that. It just goes hand in hand and, oh, I love it. But, you know, I was reading about divorce and, um, you know, trying to understand before, you know, diving into this podcast with you. And I came across the loss of identity and I was like, wow, because, you know, psychologist Eric Erickson says that, you know, as human beings, you know, our self-identity is you know, we develop as we grow, as we go through adolescence and then into adulthood and our influences and our social interactions. But when you go through a divorce, it's as if you lose a part of your identity. Um, and, you know, you're so attached to that other person, you know, that it is hard to overcome. So what things do you tell, um, you want to share just a little bit, but, um, but, you know, what do you tell those that you help, 
um, that, you know, to separate and that they're, that is not just their identity. Like they're also another person, a, a whole human being, and they're able to move on. Um, what kind of advice would you give or do you give? Well, I can definitely relate to uh, thinking that they're kind of a part of you. I really felt like I lost a limb when I lost my husband because he was such a part of me. Um, there was a lot of codependency there in our relationship. Um, I think because we got together when I was so young and I really didn't know who I was, he was always a part of that. And so learning to love yourself is extremely important. And you don't have to be single to, to do that. You can be in a relationship but remembering to take that time for yourself and self-love and, and not having everything be involved in that other person, which was how my marriage was. So not that I would recommend divorce for anybody, but I don't think I would be who I am today if I didn't get divorced because it did allow me to heal and then start working on that self-love and loving yourself. Isn't selfish. You are a better person for all of your other relationships relationships in your life. If you're taking that time out to love yourself and practice self-care. Um, and I, I have a free ebook that's out there about seven self-care tips that you should be doing that we just don't do. Cause many times we think it's selfish when you have children to take care of or a spouse or friends that, you know, taking that time for yourself is really going to be more impactful and powerful for all of those other relationships you have. Yeah, absolutely. And for you guys listening, I'll be putting uh, the link to her website and you can find the ebook on there directly in the synopsis of this episode. Um, but I do love, you do have a blog and I feel like oh, everyone should be reading this um, because you can really uh, resonate with her because she, she shares her life events and um, is just very vulnerable and authentic in her words. But there was one back in April that you had wrote and it kind of just got me off guard because I was like, wait, like she's right. And it's, you talk about, you can't run from life and you put the quote by uh, Confucius and he says, no matter where you go, there you are. And you can't run from yourself. You can't run from, you know, loving yourself. You can't, you know, the same way we put energy into all these other aspects of our life, we should put into ourselves too. But um, I love that you break it down and you know, you talk about, you're not, you're afraid of actually dealing with the problem head on and you give, you just give a whole, you know, you, you bullet point, and then you go into, um, you know, details about the photo, which I love that you do that. But, um, you know, someone that's handling either trying to, and it, it's not just divorce in particular, but when they're trying to develop a life that they're proud of and, um, what, what would you tell somebody that's going through a hardship um, rather than running? Like what other recommendations would you give them? Because I feel like people are so stuck into believing that self-love has to look a certain way that they forget that it's their own personal journey. Um, so they're, so they're stuck on this crossroads of like, Oh, well, so-and-so on social media does it this way. But then I go and read a blog and they say, do it this way. And they're coming from all different directions when hold on a minute, you're going to approach it a different way. Um, what would you, uh, what do you normally recommend for them or what kind of practices do you do? So, um, going back to creating kind of a life you don't want to escape from is really what I did in the beginning when I was writing my blogs, um, which kind of led to the running away. Um, so when I started my blogs, they were very self-healing for me. And I was hoping if they could even help one other person out there, I was really in, um, the rawness of the divorce. And, and you can see that if you go back and read the blog's early stages, um, I was trying to run away because the pain hurt. I, I thought if I went on vacations and I went somewhere else, it wasn't going to hurt as bad. And the reality was that my heart was still broken wherever I went. And then coming back to my house, I mean, sometimes that made it even worse because then I was coming back to a house and it was empty. And so your problems are there with you. It doesn't matter where you go. Um, so learning to face them is going to be the best way. And that could be having a support network that could be just communicating to people or sometimes just sitting alone with yourself and crying is what you need to do. It's part of the healing process. So to be able to embrace the fact that, you know, just sitting there with 
the hurt sometimes is what you need to do to be able to get over the hurt. Um, it's a hard concept to swallow when you're in the middle of it because we do want to escape. We want to run. We don't want to hurt anymore, but it doesn't matter where you go. You might escape it. You know, you try to escape it by um, drinking too much alcohol. Some people, they don't have to leave or going on vacations or there are sex addicts out there thinking that that's the way to escape it because it's going to make them feel better. The problems are still there. So until you actually face them, they're still going to be there. Um, and I would say that just embracing that is challenging. But once you can get to that place, then that's when you're going to be able to take that step forward. Love that. I had um, one individual, she reached out and she had asked, what do you do when you're so worn out? Like you're worn out after divorce. Like, what do you go? Where do you go from there? What, what should I do? You know, um, I want to give up, but it's not in the cards because she's a single mom, but she just feels so worn out in her situation that, you know, when she asked me, I was like, well, I don't have any advice for you because I particularly have never been in that situation. It would be hard for me to understand. But that was one question that I was asked is, what do you do when you feel so worn out? So that I think goes back to creating your own life recipe and what works for you, because I can give you tips. I can say what worked for me, but I'm not a single mom. And so what worked for me might not be possible for a single mom because they don't have that ability. So it's going to be trial and error, but even five minutes a day, five minutes. So that could be, you're going to wake up five minutes earlier before your kids get up. So you have five minutes to just deep breathe or cry or whatever it is. So it might be leaning on your network of friends or family um, to be able to have a little bit of time for yourself. I think having that time to yourself is extremely important. But again, I can't tell anybody exactly how to go about that because I don't know their specific situation. Um, And I was able to do certain things because I don't have children to take some time for myself. Mm -hmm. But it is going to take work to fit that in, but knowing that that's an important piece of this healing process is, um, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it to try to fit that in. And even again, if it's five minutes that you're going to set the alarm earlier, so you can just breathe before you get up and face the day. I think even that five minutes is going to make a big difference. Then I had someone else reach out and I, (laughs) It relates a lot to your current post on social media, but she's, she had said, what do I do if I'm always crying? I'm always constantly crying and I don't know how to stop it. Um, but you had hit a little bit on social media about crying and, um, and that's not a sign of weakness. So if, can you touch on that for us? Yes. I honestly don't know how I had tears left to cry after three months in the beginning of crying all of the time. Um, and it's exhausting. I mean, crying actually is physically exhausting on you, but it also is healing and it's a part of it. And if you try to stop it, then um, it's going to sometimes pop up when you least expect it. So allowing yourself to do that. But yes, I also understand if you're at work, you don't want to be crying all day. I, um, the, I was in a previous job when I was going through the divorce and I had things trigger me that I wasn't expecting. I would be in a meeting and I knew I needed to step away to the bathroom to compose myself, to come back. What I started doing, I would say maybe three or four months after the the divorce was I was allowing myself a certain time of the day that I told myself was my cry time. And it helped me get through other things, get through the day at work, get through, um, you know, meetings that I had, whatever that be, knowing that I was going to give myself, you know, seven o'clock from seven to seven thirties, my cry time. Mm -hmm. And not that it always worked. Other things sometimes trigger that. But if you try to stop crying, you're just going to be setting yourself back. But I do understand that, you know, when you're crying every single day, it can be exhausting, but it really is part of that healing process. Yeah. I feel like too many times we kind of shut it off, whatever, you know, grieving or thing that you're going through in life. We try to, you know, 
a lot of times society tells us if you cry, it's out of weakness and it's not, it is very powerful when you, it's like a cleanse. It's like you're allowing yourself to cleanse and heal and rather than absorb it in because we absorb it. And then what happens next? It plays a part in like the person that we are, we snap fast, you know, we're easy just to like be a little spitfire instead of realizing that crying is an emotion that we're supposed to embrace as human beings, just as love and kindness. <laughs> and it's yeah. comes so much easier than, you know, the hate and, you know, despising others. And that takes so much energy, but I love that. I love how you touched on crying. Cause you know, I was raised, um, well in my culture, if a man cries, it's wrong. I mean, now days it's changing, but, um, it was, it was a sign of weakness. Even as a little girl, it was like, you get up and you brush yourself, brush off your knees. Like if you get hurt, but in reality that that doesn't help anybody and it doesn't help the person hurt. It just makes you like angrier. Cause you're, you're, you're storing all these emotions when the one emotion that you want to do is cry. And yet if you do, then you're just weak. And then, you know, you kind of just bury yourself in a ball and a bubble and you don't want to talk to anybody, but it's the same thing. Like if you hold it in as an, as a, as an adult. Um, but before I get into the other questions, I did want to ask, because I love that you take that five or that five minutes, that those few minutes, right. To just cry. But, and that kind of correlates with this, when I asked, um, in, um, a questionnaire about what do you do to practice self-love? Um, and, um, so what things do you practice? I feel like I'm always saying, well, journaling, journaling, and some people are like, I just can't get with journaling, but I feel like our words are the most impactful because you can look back and really see yourself growth and, uh, learn to appreciate how much you've evolved as a human being, but what practices do you do and how often, um, and what do you recommend? Uh, well, first, I want to mention something about journaling. That is uh, one of the chapters in my ebook. And I talk a little bit about that in one of my blogs as well, because I was that person who struggled with, and I do still struggle with writing down things in a journal. Um, I got a journal, I, I think I was 13 for the first time and I was super excited. I was going to journal all the time and then it kind of dwindled away. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing happened in the first part of my divorce. I was trying to journal about that. And I found that it was very, there was a lot of negativity there, which is okay, you know, to get some of the, that yeah. anger out, but I started audio journaling. And so I was recording my voice and I, it's, it's very weird at first. Um, I'm, I'm used to it now, but, um, I still do that because I would be, um, on my way to work or just somewhere in the car. And it was easier for me to capture those thoughts on my phone real quickly, and then going back and listening to them. So what was really interesting was that I listened to my audio, my audio journal a year after my divorce and to hear the, the growth in how far I had come was really neat. You can read the words, which I think that's great too, but I really encourage anybody who's struggling with writing in a journal, just to try to record your own thoughts. Again, it, it feels a little weird at first, but, um, I, I mean, it doesn't hurt to try it to see if that works. So that is one thing that I still do. I do audio journal, um, but I, I do daily gratitude. So that is one of the self-love um, techniques that I use. I say things that I'm grateful for, even on days that I'm struggling with whatever's happening in life. Um, so it could just be something as simple as I am grateful for socks today because it's really cold outside. So little things I'm grateful for, but then I also do daily gratitude about myself. And I will tell myself, you know, things that, you know, you are super successful today. Look at the things you've accomplished by celebrating those tiny successes. And um, I think that's really important, giving yourself those affirmations and then taking time for myself, the self-care. And that could just be, I'm going to go on a walk on my lunch break because I just need to get away from my computer and my phone. And I'm not taking my phone with me and really just tuning into what you need and being present, being present rather than looking at what am I doing tomorrow? What's the next meeting that I have? I need to get the kids from school, all of these different things. Just try to be in the present at least, you know, 10 minutes during your day. <laughs> I love the audio though, because I feel like you can really hear the change of your voice too, the yes. emotions in it, how you feel the excitement. Um, and you really are the only person that knows yourself 110%, but okay. that, yeah, I, I, I 
didn't even think of that. That never crossed my mind. Cause when I think journaling, I think, Oh, I have to open the book and write everything down. But even if you take two minutes, right. Two to five minutes or just a minute of you just recording your own voice. And I think of a, the old school voice recorders, like the handheld ones, we used to have to take those to high school <laughs> and elementary and middle school to do projects. But you know, we have our phones and they're accessible and we're always texting. Why not take a minute or two to do an audio recording of how we're feeling or th- just our thoughts? Yes. Um, that absolute, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. I would have never thought of that. Um, and I stuck with it. I, I couldn't stick with writing in a journal, but I've been managed to stick with this and I, I still do it. How amazing though, to look back and to listen to yourself, to yes. just hear it and hear how much you've evolved. Um, cause one thing is journaling and reading your words, but another is actually listening to the emotion, the detail in your voice that day, you know, when you were like, such in a dark place to where you are now and how much, you know, sunshine and just, um, light is in your life and how much gratitude you have for yourself. So I could just imagine the transformation and just all of that and to listen, but I feel like that's like a different, uh, that's a whole nother level because writing is one thing, but hearing it is something extraordinary. So yeah, I feel like that's a big one. And I hope you guys listen here. You might, you know, try that out. I know I'm going to, I'm going to never would have thought of that. <laughs> so that's awesome. I, so I love these podcasts because we continuously learn. And I feel like we all have our own way of doing things. And sometimes for some people, it might become repetitive or it's too much, but something as simple as just, you know, this is how I'm feeling today and your thoughts. And then, you know, um, just re-listening and seeing how that has changed over the course of time can be can very, hear- very empowering. Oh, I'm sorry. You can hear no, go ahead. tears. You could hear, you know, the anger. there was a lot of anger early on. There's a lot of tears early on. And then to hear them now, not that they're all always happy and chipper. Cause I still have bad days. Of course we all do, but just to, to even hear the energy and the growth and, and how far I've come. Um, so it's, it's really, and it's you, as you said, you know, you are the only person that is going to be able to hear your voice and say, Oh, I, I definitely am much, much stronger in this this recording versus three months ago. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. We, I listened to, you know, I've done these podcasts and, but that's the first time we we've ever heard about recording your own voice. And I absolutely love that. I think it would be very beneficial to so many, um, and including myself. So I might have to give it a go, but, um, tell us, what do you do? I want these listeners, you know, cause I feel like for those of you um, who reached out and said, you know, this is something that, you know, could really help and impact my life. And for you going through a divorce or still battling the challenges of a past divorce, you know, tell them what you do, what services you provide. Um, that way I will be, I always put, you know, the guest's information in the synopsis. That way they have direct links to you. Um, but tell them um, about your coaching and um, any, any specifics. Great. Uh, so I am, I'm a certified life coach and neurolinguistic programming practitioner, which pretty much what that means is working on shifting your mindset to be more positive. A lot of negativity when you're going through trauma in your life, um, negative thoughts come into your mind and it's learning how to, you can't eliminate those thoughts, but it's learning how to take some of their power away. So one of my thoughts that I constantly thought about with the divorce was I'm never going to be happy again and learning how to shift that. So again, that thought doesn't just pop into your head all the time. So that's really what I'm talking about with NLP. It's just shifting your mindset to be more positive, more forward focused, um, and how to take more control over those thoughts. And, um, I am truly a product of my product. So the reason I got certified in NLP was because that's what worked for me when I was going through my divorce, when I had that moment in the bathtub and I knew I needed to change my mindset, that's what I use. So that's what I work with my clients and I offer a free webinar. So if you're interested in just learning more about NLP and my style and, and you are interested in that as an hour long webinar, 
It's called Shift Happens, Transform Yourself After Divorce. Um, and it doesn't apply just to divorce. It also can apply to other challenging transitions that you're facing in life. Um, so I do offer that free webinar. And then I have one-on-one -on -one coaching and I have group coaching for divorced women. And then I have a, a boot camp. That's a three-hour long boot camp that we go into more activities involving um, NLP. So um, I really just want to help people. I have a degree in psychology, as you mentioned early on, and I always thought I might go into the counseling realm, but life coaching really is what helped me through my divorce. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be able to help people the way that I wish I would have had that support. And so that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Honestly, I just want to help people. And you are, you're empowering so many. Um, you also have a social media and we'll add that, um, the details in the synopsis. And um, I'll let you say all that good stuff towards the end of this episode. But um, going back to the questions, I had one in particular that said, dating after divorce and being uncomfortable during intimacy. Okay, that, I haven't <laughs> talked about this yet in a, in a podcast. So, so I... Um, I was really scared. As I mentioned, I had been with my ex-husband since I was 17 and I did not think that I was ever going to be able to find a connection with somebody again. When the thought of dating just scared me, I didn't even know how to go about it. Um, and I had a couple of friends who had gone through divorce who recommended the online dating. And that seemed to be the best option for me since I wasn't really meeting a lot of people organically. And um, I am dating somebody right now. And it, <laughs> That's amazing. Um, it, it's great. And it's a, it's a great relationship. I would say communication is, is key in any relationship mm -hmm. that you have. And that's not just romantic relationships, but um, I learned that I, when I started loving myself, I was becoming a different person for this next relationship that I was in. And so, yes, it's, it's scary to put yourself out there, but don't do it too soon. Don't do it because you think, okay, it's been three months, six months, a year. I'm supposed to be dating. Mm. I think a lot of people put rules around that, that you are supposed to wait a year, or maybe they think that um, their friend got divorced six months ago and they're already happy relationships. So that should be me now. Stop comparing yourself. Wait until you're ready to do that. And then just take it slow and communicate. I also wrote down some of the things that were really important to me in a relationship. And I knew that because of knowing myself better after the divorce. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a, it's a process, take it slow, don't rush yourself. And um, it's gonna be a little different for everybody, but don't compare what somebody else is doing to what you should be doing. If they've gone through a divorce and they're already happily married after six months, that's their life, not yours. Yeah, we constantly put a deadline on our life yes. um, and there's no deadline. This is a lifelong journey it's, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, but we're constantly putting deadlines and comparing and the comparison game is so it's even worse. I could just imagine after divorce, cause it's like, well, so-and-so in high school already has kids and they're happily married. And I'm in my thirties or in my late twenties and I still don't have it together. And I'm recently divorced and, you know, I just have to get in there. I have to get into the dating field again. And rather than stepping back and kind of, you know, looking at the field and just taking it slow, we don't, you know, and we use a lot of analogies on this podcast just because I feel like people can resonate so much with them. But, you know, when, when you're playing a game, like, I don't know, baseball, you don't just expect to hit the ball and it'd be a home run. Like there's gradual steps to get to first to second to third. Um, but you really just have to work with yourself instead of relying on everybody else and looking to everybody else for the answers. Um, and that's, you talk a lot about mindset and mindset shift, and you have a blog about that as well. Um, but the other question is, um, let me see if I have it on here is as you're working on your constant self-love after divorce, how do you implement more self-care how do you implement self-acceptance when you constantly feel like it's your fault? And I have some blogs that are very specific to that mm -hmm. question. I think that's great. Um, 
you have to forgive yourself. If you, if the, if the divorce was your fault, I mean, it might be, I don't know, again, this specific situation, um, you have to learn how to forgive yourself and forgiving other people. That's, that's a very personal choice. I talk about that in one of my blogs that mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, information out there saying that if you forgive other people, it's, you know, it's, it's helps yourself as well. But this is more about self forgiveness. Mm-hmm. If you are blaming yourself for something that might have been the reason the divorce happened, you have to figure out a way to forgive yourself for that. Just living with that is um, you're not gonna be able to live. You're not going to be able to move forward. So learning to love yourself, part of that is going to be forgiving yourself for, you know, maybe the hurt that you've caused somebody else in your life. Now they don't have to forgive you. That's up to them but you have to figure out a way to forgive yourself. And that's, that takes work. It does take work, but I do have a blog very specific on that. And that's part of that self-love and loving yourself is forgiving yourself. Even if you've caused someone harm or hurt, you've, you've hurt them in some way. Yeah, that was, a, that's a hard question. Um, I got it. And I was like, I, I don't, you know, it, I, I feel like that forgiveness is different for everybody. It's different for every situation in life. But I mean, there is lots of research and articles out there that say, if you forgive somebody, it's self-healing to you, but sometimes that's not enough because the one person that you need to forgive is yourself in order to move on and, you know, create a new life, like, you know, start a new chapter, um, and be okay with starting a new chapter. Cause we always fall back on our past and our limiting beliefs. And it constantly holds us back to transforming into this beautiful butterfly. <laughs> yes. So and remembering that self, like forgive, forgiving yourself, it doesn't necessarily mean that that other person is going to forgive you. So yeah. you can say you're sorry, if that's part of your process is you want to apologize to somebody who you've hurt, they might not accept it. And that, again, that's up to them, but you still have to be willing to forgive yourself and really, really let go of some of that because, um, and forgiving yourself is, you know, you've realized what you did. You've learned from that. It's something that is going to help you in that next chapter of your life, something you're not going to repeat again, but forgiving yourself. Um, it's, 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 takes work. It does take practice, but again, I do have a blog specifically on for yeah, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to add your blog because I feel like you have so much crucial information. And like, like I said, again, and you are sharing your own story, your vulnerable. It's like reading your own personal journal that you have open for anyone full access and you get to, you know, read her words and read to her emotions and what you were going through at that time. And you put them into a blog so other people can understand like and relate to because so many times we say I'm it's only me, only me and why me. But in reality, there's a large part of the population, you know, with divorce being, well, I don't know how recent this the statistics are um, in the United States, but for 2020, 2021, it says 44.6% of people are divorced. You know, you're if they're not, you're not the only one, there's someone out there going through the same exact thing, different story, different course of events, but still that you can relate to. And I feel like your blog has, and is helping so many and can help so many more. And I hope, you know, whoever is listening and experiencing this at the time, or like I said previously, if they're going through it, you know, settling on their past, that they're able to read your blog and just, you know, heal, heal from within because you're not alone. We're not alone. None of us are alone. We just, you know, need to stop thinking that we are and take down the barriers and understand that there's someone else out there that can help us. Um, but my next question is, um, and now you kind of hit on this in the beginning, but you did put, you did know in here about mental health. So what does self-love and acceptance mean to you? Self-love and acceptance to me really means just taking time for myself. I, I didn't know who I was taking time to just figure it out. And sometimes that's just trying new things. And I, I, I hate to go back to, you know, the fact that I had been with my ex-husband since I was 17, but I didn't know myself. I didn't really get to just take time and figure out 
you know, what kind of vacations did I like to take? What kind of restaurants did I like to go to? What was my style that I like in my living room and the decor? I didn't take time to figure those things out. And when I stopped just mourning the, the divorce, um, and there are still things that I'm sad. You know, I am sad that I wasn't able to do some certain things, but I've had to let that go to be able to move on to my next chapter. But it's like embracing that I get to figure out what I like and who I am and the things that are important to me and um, eliminating toxic things out of my life, including some relationships that it's hard to do. Um, I had a network that I thought was super supportive during the divorce. And it turns out that some of those relationships weren't healthy for me to have. And um, just trying to really just figure things out. It takes time. It's not going to be something that you wake up one day and just everything is, is fixed. Um, because, you know, you kind of mentioned this life. So it's an ongoing journey and I'm going to constantly transform. I'm not the same person that I was three years ago when my divorce happened, but I'm also not the same person today that I'm going to be in the next three years. We're mm-hmm. constantly evolving and changing and embracing that and um, stop comparing myself. I just did that way too much, way too much early on. And I think in my entire life, really constantly comparing my journey and my, you know, my progress, my body, my everything to mm-hmm. somebody else's. Um, and when I just start, stopped comparing myself, I was able to really start loving myself and accepting who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And here you are, you're opening up and it's so much easier to be authentic, to be raw, to be vulnerable and to be okay with all of it because you love who you are and you've accepted who you are that nothing can, I mean, there's an, like you said earlier, there's going to be bad days. There's going to be good days but that doesn't, that will never tear down what you've built for yourself internally. Cause we can go ahead and play the comparison game all we want and constantly compare about our outer appearance, but nothing compares to our inner, um, mental being. I mean, I mean, that's the foundation. That's where it really all starts. And if you don't have any concrete foundation, there's nothing to work off of. And you're just going to find yourself going in one big circle over and over again. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I always ask this question. It's kind of, it's, I always bring this up to everybody and they're just like, oh, but it's nothing bad. It's, I always ask my guests, what is one of your favorite quotes or quotes that you would share with our listeners? Um, I feel like quotes is something that we can all, um, you know, that not that we love, well, we do love, but something that we can relate to and share with one another and quotes is something that I'm big on and I have them all over, but what are some quote or a quote that really just hits home for you that you would like to share? There's so many, (laughs) um, every, every week in my blog, you're going to find different quotes that are in there, but I would say this is not really a quote. It's just more of an affirmation and a saying. And I say this at the end of all my blogs is you got this. Like, honestly, it's just something I had had to say to myself over and over going through the divorce. And it was interesting when I started saying that I started hearing it everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you just, you kind of do if you start listening for that, but I have so many quotes that I love so many inspirational quotes that helped me along the way and along my journey. And for me to pick one is difficult, but I say, you got this still every single day. And it's the way I end all my blogs because on those hard days, just saying that out loud to yourself, you got this because, because you do. Yeah. Yeah. I see it all over your blog, but I do love that you share. And I was like, I know if I ask her this, she's probably going to tell me she has many (laughs) because you start with a quote every time. And there was a few quotes where I was like, I've never came across that quote before. So it's nice to be able to connect with that individual in a way. Um, and quotes is that thing that I just love. Everybody's so different, but I love that phrase. You got this. And lots of times we forget that although we're human, we're, we could do hard things. We were made to do hard things and we do got this. Um, but you have to believe it. And you're the only one that has the power to transform yourself and your life and, you know, navigate the course of your life. You are the author and the CEO, but until you believe it, um, you know, you'll start to transform, but 
Yeah. I love that. I love you got this. I love it so much. It's, it's one of my favorites. So, um, but I love that you end with it all the time. So, um, it got me through hard days. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so, it's, it's amazing how simple a phrase or just a word can be and you know, how much power it does contain when you break it down and you start to repeat it over and over and over again. It's, it's like a, it's like so powerful. It can be your own superpower, you know, just to remind yourself and to like draw you back into like, okay, let's come back now. You got this. Let's move on. Yes. This wasn't our day today, but tomorrow will be better, but just constantly believing those words and they do have power. I mean, words have so much power that we sometimes forget. I mean, that's where our limiting beliefs come from. It was a phrase. It was a word. Someone told you, you, you hung on to it and it really just altered your personality, the way you are, what you believe in. And yeah, words, words are powerful. So I do, I do love that one so much. So is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Um, is there anything you would like to end with? Um, I know I'll have you share your social media, um, platform because with the, you can say your, um, website too, but I'll also add that in the synopsis, just a direct link for all your stuff. Yes. Um, so my website is goodthingsaregonnacome.com. And where that name came from, because I don't have that anywhere on my website, is um, it's actually the chorus part of a song called Hold On by Amy Gerhartz. And she is an artist um, I came across um, from, she's from Nashville. And this song, Hold On, is about going through challenging times and hard times in life. And it doesn't have to be a divorce. It can be really anything you're going through. And the chorus says, good things are going to come. And that's the name of my business because of that song. And I do believe that good things are here now. And we should acknowledge those by saying gratitude. But when you're going through something challenging, um, good things are going to come. And that's the the name of my website. And um, on my website, I have all the links to my social media. And then I post a blog every Wednesday and the blogs are, I mean, it's just free information that I'm putting out there. Like, as you mentioned, it's, it's my story. It's um, my thoughts. I I don't try to tell people, these are the five things that you should do that are going to help you. Um, I do give tips and tools, but it's always with Um, you know, try it if you want to, but this worked for me, it might not work for you because I really believe that, you know, if you, you think that there, you're going to be able to Google the way to get over something, there's going to be 5,000 different ways that people tell you to do that. Um, So you got to kind of pick and choose what works for you, but um, they're all um, authentic. They're from my heart. Um, I just like to share my story and what I'm going through because I, I want people to realize that they're not alone. And um, again, that's why I went into coaching because I want to help people um, the way that I wish I would have had that. Yeah, that's beautiful. And your social media, it's at at good things are going to come. Um, and there's a dot in between each of the words. And then I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook group. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Pinterest as well. So again, all of those, you can find the links on, on my website. Yeah. And again, I'll add all that information, the synopsis, but I thank you for being so authentic, for empowering so many, for constantly sharing your story, for being able to share your story and, you know, um, use your past as a way to help others navigate to, you know, a life that they're proud of, you know, a life that they're, they no longer want to escape from, as you say. So um, continue to do what you do because you are changing lives every day. And that is our mantra on this podcast is to do something today that leaves the world better than you found it. And so, um, I believe that you are truly doing that every single day. And so I wish you continued success and thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for again, sharing your story, answering these questions. And, um, we are so thankful that you were on. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope that your listeners, um, got something out of this and know that, you know, they're not alone and they do, they got this. Yeah. We're going to end there. Um, All right, guys. So we hope that you have an amazing rest of your week. And just as she said, you do got this. And let's make sure that we do leave this world better than we found it. So I'll talk to you guys soon. um, And I'll drop you guys some discount codes. It is up to you to take steps against the grain.
against all odds, against all negative influences, against all the non-believers, and move forward daily with all of your heart. It is up to you to believe in yourself. It is up to you to have the courage to be the best. And it is up to you to never settle. And that is why I chose first form. And that is why I am a legionnaire and an accountability coach on the first form app. I believe in their core values. I believe in what they stand for. I believe in their products. And I absolutely love being a part of the first form family. So if you did not know, I am an accountability coach on the first form app. You can find me by adding me on the app and you could search Desiree at selfloveeffect.com. I love my transformers. It is amazing to see these individuals becoming the best version of themselves. I am here for you, for all your needs to help you not only transform your outer, outer appearance, but your internal where it counts the most. We're all in this self-love journey, self-acceptance, self-healing, self-awareness. And I just want to be a part of that. And make the world better, make you better. So you can also find our self-love effect link for the first form shop in the synopsis. If not also in my bio on my IG page, I'm here to answer any questions, supplement related, anything related to nutrition. I am here for you. So I cannot wait. I already have a few of you listening that are transformers and I am just so proud of you. I am proud of you, of your consistency and just believing in yourself. All right. Save your hands. Stop tearing and invest in the best rips in the world. Wad and done. You can follow them wad and done on ig you can go ahead and head over to their shop and save at checkout using treasures 10 i kid you not i no longer tear and for someone that sweats a lot like me the extra adhesive is key and it keeps my hands happy if you like headbands and you like to wear them to work out or out and about to work, head on over to Maven Threads. They have the cutest prints and also bold prints. But you can save at checkout using Self Love Effect 15. And don't forget to head on over to our Self Love Effect shop. Grab yourself some apparel. It is designed by me. I print on them all. I am a small business and I absolutely love doing this. I love sending the notes. I love packaging it. I love printing on them. Um, it just, it, every order is special to me. So you can save using self-love effect at checkout. And make sure you head on over to Brute Force. Give them a your big love and support. I love this community. I love everything they stand for. Um, amazing individuals. And so, you know, it's coming and summer collection just dropped. We have our 9-11 teas and crops out already. They dropped today. Head on over to Born Primitive. You can save using the discount code in my synopsis or my link in my bio on my IG page. That direct links automatically saves you 10% at checkout. I love everything this company stands for and just am so passionate about supporting others that just stand with my core beliefs. And so head on over to Born Primitive. Their summer collection is amazing. I invested and some myself and I'm already obsessed. Um, so yeah, head on over born primitive, give them also your love and support. And you guys, thank you for tuning in every week. Thank you so much for all you do for all your support and get ready for a massive giveaway. And what and done is one of our, um, participants in the giveaway. So, um, yeah, I'm so excited. We're almost at 15,000 listeners and you guys, it is extraordinary. It is an amazing feeling because we together are changing lives. We're making this world a better place and leaving it better than we found it. So I love you guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.